0: It's time for the Daily Stand Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. In a recent advanced class, we had a student asking about technical debt specifically, and the question was around how do we eliminate technical debt and how are we addressing technical debt today? And one of the things I can tell you is that I've seen so many companies struggle with this. And when I say technical debt, I want to be careful. I'm not specifically referring to defects in software designer development or misalignment of work. I'm referring to kind of a combination of all the things that cause you to not be able to perform at your highest or optimum level. So how do we get to the point where we say, okay... Uh, we know that we have some things we need to address and how do we organize that or fit that in with our workload? We're being asked to do so many new things, so many different things, so many innovations, so many updates, so many, uh, other practical things that we should be doing every day. Where do we carve out the time for technical debt? Are we going to let it, uh, just keep building and drown in that technical debt, or are we going to find ways to attack the debt as we go? Mm. Or what's the best option? And I get this question often, and the number one response I hear is, Lee, every sprint, every single sprint, we have two people who set aside 20% of their time to address the debt. And I always laugh when I hear that because I think to myself, and and I always ask the question, I'm like, okay, so let's assess what you just now said, two people, 20% of their time to eliminate the debt. Great. So let me ask you, the first step that you do is you sit down with these people and you ask them, How many working days are there in a two-week sprint? And uh, the answer, of course, is always 10. And I'm like, no, it's nine. Uh, The reason why there's nine is because, well, we have meetings and we have other things that happen. You know, if we just take out a block for all the meetings, that's going to kill one of our days. Okay. So now that there's nine and they agree, I ask how many working hours are there in an average working day? And, of course, if I'm talking to leadership, they say anywhere from 8 to 10. And I'm like, try again. Uh, according to the study from Toyota and Covey, you're looking at about 5.896, just below six. But most leaders, because they're so kind, just round up to six. So you have six working hours in a day. You've got nine days. So that means you got 54 hours. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so now I'm sure if you have 54 hours, so uh, break out the famous calcu- calculator here and see what we come up with, right? So, okay, breaking out the calculator. So now we know that we have 54 hours. Times sixty minutes in each hour. That's a grand total of uh, three thousand two hundred and forty minutes. And uh, if we want to uh, figure out how many minutes we should be spending towards debt, we would take twenty percent of that. So that means that over the course of uh, over the course of the two week sprint, they should be spending six hundred and forty eight minutes on that debt, divided by the nine days equals 72 minutes each day that they should be addressing debt and uh, they need to have some type of chronological stopwatch there at their desk or like a chess timer or something so that each time they pick up something and they're addressing debt they start the timer and then as soon as they uh, feel tired of working on a debt or they're finished with a particular piece they need to press the button to stop and immediately pick up new work and work on it without having any context switching costs whatsoever in order to fulfill those 72 minutes and you know, and they laugh and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like they work on things for an hour and they have a timer. And it goes, did it eat? And a second and beeps, they, they immediately switch course and go to the other thing. And the person on the other end said, man, I said, that's not the way people work. And my answer is exactly. That's not the way people work. What generally happens when you pull this 20 percent question on people? What happens when you say, hey, we're going to dedicate 20 percent of our time towards debt? I-, I can answer it. It's quite easy. Either the person's going to say, "Okay, 20%, I'm going to start working on debt. And they're going to get knee deep in a debt and say, well, I'm almost there. I'm nearly there. I'm just going to keep on going. And now work on debt for the majority of their sprint and discover that they don't have time to do the things they committed to. So now you're not meeting your sprint goals or objectives and you're setting a project behind. Or they'll start working on debt and say, this is stupid. This is taking way too long. They'll never address the debt. They'll go and finish all the things they committed to to meet their sprint goal but the debt never reduces. In fact, it's quite the opposite, the debt increases. So uh, compound interest prevails. So, so my question is, how do you get it solved? Neither of the solutions work, right? If If you know people are gonna fall into this trap, why do we keep doing it? Why do we keep approaching it that way? And I think the main reason why is because people don't want to invest in getting rid of the debt. They just want to put a minimal time commitment towards it so that they can look through the rose colored glasses and say, hey, we put time towards this. So we must be getting something done or we are addressing it so that they can check the box and say we're proudly addressing our debt. Uh, it's kind of like the whole you know sign in the office says accident free since this date. It, it, it doesn't really mean much except for you know clap your hands and applaud. Good job. So. How do we really get rid of debt? What is the key? And if you've ever been to one of my workshops before you hear me say this, you need to have something that's called a technical debt sprint, where you take an entire sprint, full two weeks, and dedicate it towards addressing debt. Not just for one individual, but guess what? For the entire team. So that way the whole team can swarm and work on these debt-related items, get the most urgent ones out of the way, pick the top 10 items, get them out of the way, and each of those items, once again, it doesn't need to be a bug or defect. It could be addressing organization or a backlog. It could be enhancing infrastructure, architecture. It could be lots of different things. But we need to at least start with, we are going to dedicate an entire sprint, two full weeks with our entire team to addressing these debt concerns. And if we can get to that point, that's when you're really going to start making a dent. The second thing that uh, comes to mind when talking about addressing debt is I talk to people about a concept called known but not resolved, meaning that over time you're going to have some things that fall off the radar or maybe some things you inadvertently fix when you fix something else or things where the customers found a suitable workaround. Those items, we should mark them as KBNR, known but not resolved, and archive them. In essence, lifting some of this debt off of the shoulders of the team members that are working on things and giving them the ability to start with a fresh, clean slate and say, you know, I feel good about this. I feel good about the inbound work that's coming in. I feel good about my ability to successfully work on projects. I feel good about not having debt looming over me. And if you follow those two principles, what you're going to see is a great reduction in debt right away. Now, that always begs the question, what happens if someone comes back and says, hey, what happened to my item? In which case, you can always go back and say, you know, congratulations, you're part of our new debt VIP program. Tell me more about your item and we'll address it right away. And that's your chance to unarchive that no but I resolved item and uh, make a new note on it saying, hey, we need to get to this and uh, advancing it to the front of the queue. Okay, that's going to do it. I hope that you took away a lot from this episode. If you have a topic you want us to discuss, feel free to reach out to us. Learn more at AgileDad.com. We'd love to hear from you. As always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.